you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome live, guys. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City. It is Tuesday, March 15th. I'm Kay Adams. Thank you for watching and hanging out during Free Agency Frenzy special four-hour show today. Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara in the building. Free Agency Frenzy kicks off at 11, but the negotiating window is here. Are we excited? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Playing double bass over here. Let's my go. Goodness. It's a fat Tuesday right here. Very hours. Um, Let's rock and roll. Do you know Peter has a furrowed brow? Peter, I feel like there's things going on that you're tracking. <laughs> Tell Peter. me. Peter. What are you tracking, I, I think Peter? during our show, as you're turning on at 7 a.m. Eastern, and you're going to keep it, there's going to be at least a dozen signings. It's happening yeah. right now. So hang in here. Just leave it on us. We don't talk about Carl Anthony Towns. We talk about yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Rapid fire last night. Yes. Mm, maybe the Colts could spend some money today. Ian Rappaport to joining us right now. Right now, Rap Sheets, if you're tracking a million things, you probably are. There was some movement in the quarterback market yesterday. Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what is latest with Mitchell Trubisky, Teddy Bridgewater, and, of course, Deshaun Watson? And Mitchell Trubisky, one of the more fascinating signings yesterday. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in agreement on a two-year deal with the former Buffalo Bills backup and, of course, the longtime Bears starter. Took a little bit of a breather last year. Now is expected to come in and compete for a starting role in Pittsburgh. He gets a two-year deal worth $14.5 million at its base. That is essentially really good backup money. But he can earn up to $27 million with incentives if he is the starter. In other words, the Pittsburgh Steelers are giving him the very real opportunity to beat out Mason Rudolph, beat out Dwayne Haskins, and be the starter. Meanwhile, for Teddy Bridgewater, he lands back home in Miami. He gets really good backup money behind Tua Tagovailoa. Gets a one-year deal, $6.5 million fully guaranteed, up to $10 million 
for Teddy Bridgewater, a big-time security blanket for the Miami Dolphins. Then, of course, one of the biggest stories we have been tracking for, oh, I don't know, about the last year or more, Deshaun Watson spent yesterday meeting with the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. Face-to-face -face meetings, both of those teams have significant offers into the Houston Texans to potentially trade for Deshaun Watson. He has a no-trade clause, so he's going to have a say in where he goes. Obviously, he must okay anything. This is still an ongoing process. The Cleveland Browns have been doing their due diligence in the mix. They're expected to be involved today with Deshaun Watson. Obviously, more developments as it comes, but certainly something we are watching over the next 48 hours. Him in the AFC North, Yowza. Thank you so much. Uh, Ian will be talking to you throughout the morning here and talking about some other landing spots and potential places for Deshaun Watson and the rest of those quarterbacks. But I want to pop this guy up here, taking okay. a look at some notable moves that went down. I mentioned Mitchell Trubisky off the top. We will get into that. Love this for him. Christian Kirk, Hassan Reddick, Mike Erfolo spoke very highly about him last yeah, week. Yeah, going back know, to Philly. Sean O'Hare, yeah, he's First gets to Prince. go home. He's excited about that. And we take a look. We'll be keeping track of these all morning long. Keep it right here on NFL Network. Kyle, which team do you think made the biggest statement in all these moves that went down? Well, it's 4.03 a.m. Pacific, so mm -hmm. let's talk Chargers. <laughs> Good morning, Costa Mesa! The Chargers uh, got Khalil Mack, of course. That's the move. You can print the posters. You can put it on the side of a building. You are done. But they're not done. They went out and get J.C. Jackson, the, the ball hawk, the shutdown, the corner. And guys, I don't know if you were younger or now, whenever. You ever have like a really successful roommate who's got the best job and the best girlfriend or boyfriend and just always is on top of their game? That's the Chargers. Mm. They sit in the same building with the Super Bowl champ who became Super Bowl champs by doing what? Going out and getting big stars and big names and signing and spending big money. And the Chargers are like, we're here to play too. And there's something going on here with the Brandon Staley. I'm going to go for it on fourth down for my own territory. I don't care. They're kind of doing that in free agency. A year ago when Brandon Staley was brand new, he was barely just this new guy just barely getting his feet wet. Now he's settled in. He knows what they want to do. They have two very exciting players. And guys, all eyeballs go to the AFC West. That's why we justify starting the show with it today. Because all those guys that Russ is going to have, all the Ty Hills, all those crazy Raiders, they will be running into Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. And I would only say a word of caution for the Chargers. I saw them described last night as one of the most exciting teams in the league. Be careful with that. Do not be the Clippers. The Clippers have often been the most exciting team in the league. Don't be that. Don't be, don't be satisfied with that. Be the Lakers. Be one of the best teams in the league because you have the talent now. They could have stopped the Khalil Mack and said, we're set. We can go to battle. No, they didn't. 40 mil guaranteed for a corner who looks really good. 4.05 a.m. now. Costa Mesa, <laughs> we love you. The Los Angeles Superchargers. Let's go. Yeah. You said, you said like yesterday that. something about them being yep. this team that you're excited about, and it's that season totally. and that time. It do, what would they have to do to change your mind? Is it going to happen in the regular season at all, or should I just stop now? I think, I think my words were, must be March. Yes. We're hyping the Chargers, and they are the kings of the offseason every single year. Um, Never had a young talent quarterback like this. Never had a crazy young coach like this. And never really gone and spent that kind of money this early in free agency. Now go win. If now go win the West. No, will you be like, I believe in them? No. no. When they win the eight. No, we've seen eight no teams. Yep. I'm talking about win the West, yeah. make difference in January, and you got the guys to do it Woo! now. It is 8.05, almost 8.06. Right, it's incredible. 4.06. I'm losing track of time. I'm excited about the Chargers, uh, Sean. You should I'm be. with you. I've seen, we've seen that eight no show before, right? The we Arizona have. Cardinals did it j just this past season. Call. I love that you're talking about the don't be exciting. Yeah. Uh, don't be the Harlem Globetrotters. Don't be the LA Clippers. Be good. The dunks, the slam dunks, all the highlights. 
highlights. You know what the Lakers did when they won championships? They played defense. So that's mm. the big component right there for the Chargers. Oh, man. All about the defense. How about on the other coast? How about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Let's go. How about Doug Peterson right now? And the Jaguars fans, I mean, yesterday they were rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, I'm going Fred Durst right, right here, all right? Because I know Jags fans are loving this Somebody ish right here. To. When you look at all of these players that they're signing, look, awesome. I, we, everybody loves spending money, right? But it's always better when you're watching other people spend money. So to watch the Jaguars spend money on all these players right there, these are all impact players right here. This is not, hey, we don't know what kind of production we're going to get right now. You draft players on potential. You pay players based on production. Every single one of those guys has had production and is going to make this team better. I, I look at a couple, two guys that jump off the page right there. Look, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, absolutely. We're giving Trevor Lawrence some weapons, and we're giving uh, Doug Peterson some guys to move around. Mm-hmm. But Evan Ingram and Brandon Scherf, right there in the middle of the screen. First of all, Brandon Scherf, one of the toughest offensive linemen in the NFL. Yeah. Been playing through all kinds of things, but it, he came into the league, and it was like, man, this guy's an unbelievable run blocker. He has evolved into one of the best pass blocking guards in the NFL. Talk about this is going to solidify. Yeah, he's an Iowa Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. The Giants wanted him a lot in the draft, and, and Washington ended up taking him before they got him. But just he's a, he's a throwback, and I think that's exactly what Jacksonville needs in the run game, personality-wise, culturally-wise. But then Evan Ingram, the other guy on that list. Look, Giants fans are, are, are very conflicted when it comes to Are they to wrong? Because he, he made a Pro Bowl, and people were like, oh, he's a Pro Bowl tight end. And Giants fans were like, do not say that, because yeah. he had way too many drops throughout his career. I don't even know but, if they are conflicted, Sean. They might just I feel one way. Any, I, I, I think you're probably right. You they're know probably what I mean? leaning, they're, they're, It's definitely <laughs> yeah. not 49-51. A new start. But Evan Ingram... I, w- I remember going to practice, and I would watch this guy, and I'm like, dude, this guy is unbelievable. Always look great. I mean, he was dominating. You want to talk about dunking on people in the red zone? Yeah. He was unguardable in practice. He 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 would torch Landon Collins on, on the regular. Mm-hmm. And I remember when Landon signed with Washington, Evan was like, man, I can't wait to play against him. So <laughs> Evan Ingram was phenomenal in practice, phenomenal in matchups. I'm curious to see how Doug Peterson uses him because Doug P loves him some tight ends. Sure. He loves moving him around. You think about what Zach Ertz and, and Goddard did for him in Philly. Uh, those are going to be two very big signs for Trevor Lawrence, for Doug Peterson. If you're a Jax fan right now, you got to feel really good go. about what just happened yesterday for your team. It was a huge swing. I mean, they did something like the Patriots did last year where it was like, no other teams are going nuts. And like yeah. the Jaguars were like, no, we're yeah. just going to get everything we can on the first day. I appreciate it. It's an aggressive uh, approach to it team that wasn't as aggressive, but I think was a little prudent and doing things very deliberately were the New York Jets. And I know a lot of Jets fans are like, what are you talking about? The Jets The Jets brought in three different players that I think uh, are cornerstone guys that they exactly were what they wanted to pinpoint and did, and did so at the right price. Let's start with Lakin Tomlinson, who a lot of folks at home might not know. Lakin Tomlinson was a very productive mauler for the San Francisco 49ers. And why does that logo matter? Because Salah and LaFleur showed up to the Jets last year, and they didn't have any of their guys. So they're preaching, hey, when we were in San Francisco, here's what we did. And there was no one in the locker room that could say, guys, it works. This is what they're about. Let me help you and and show you how it's done. So they get one of their guys at a good cost. Three years, 40 million sounds like a boatload, but at that position and at that premium, they didn't overpay for him. The next guy, I want to talk about CJ Uzama because he's one of our favorites on our show, but... If you don't know what he is off the field, you haven't been watching the Bengals' media availability. You haven't been watching Good Morning Football. This is a world-class pro. This is a pro. This is someone who can look around the locker room and say, here's how we did it in Cincinnati. We won games. This is what we did. And he's been there since the bad years. I mean, 
This is one of the guys that wasn't just here with Burrow. Uzama goes all the way back to Andy Dalton and then was there for the, the Ryan Finley and the Brian Allen, all that stuff. Was there for it, and I think this is a pro's pro. Again, did not overpay. And they brought back two guys who were starting to do things for this team last year in Braxton Berrios, who at $6 million a year for what he did for the Jets, I think was a great addition to bring back on a long-term deal, which they did. And then Tevin Coleman, who showed flashes at running back. I, I don't think the Jets are done. If you're watching now and you're a Jets fan, I assure you that they are going to add someone on the defensive backfield. I assure you there will be another defensive lineman added. And I believe a tight end might also be added in addition to Uzama. Oh, wow. And that could happen today. Okay. All right, that's three positions I think that the Jets can add in the next 48 hours. All right. Stay tuned. And then you have this. Top 40 picks. Look out. You've got four of them in a draft that is really deep on the offensive and defensive line. And at edge and at wide receiver, the areas that the Jets need. Again, two years ago, three years ago, it was Le'Veon Bell. Let's yeah. go for a grand slam. And it was C.J. Mosley. Let's pay him the most mm-hmm. ever at linebacker. And we're going to win the, the New York Post. And we're going to win headlines. That was exciting. It was exciting. This might not be as exciting, but I'm telling you there is a plan in place, and Joe Douglas is really being deliberate in who he is bringing in and how much they are paying and what types of people. Culture, culture, culture. There will be no turds on this Jets team moving forward. That is what they are looking for right now. This is going to be a team that is built on culture (laughs) and on class and as a winning organization. They're getting the right people first. And then they'll be spending the money where they think they deserve to get paid when that time comes. And congrats yeah. to all the free agents signing big deals. We love that for you. Of course, CJ Uzama mm-hmm. will be here in our backyard. That's a lot of fun. He was on the Bengals, and there's no <laughs> team that I was more apprehensive about going into free agency than the Cincinnati squad that got to the Super Bowl that clearly has had issues protecting their quarterback over the last two years, especially evident in their Super Bowl appearance that some might think is a fluke. Then they tag Jesse Bates, and I'm like, what are we doing? Are we going to open the... We're going to open the pocketbook a little bit. And they do tone setting, by the way. As the negotiating window opens, they decide to do what they need to do. Did they break the bank, Shregs? You're talking about the Jets not overspending. They didn't overspend. They didn't go for the Teron Armsteads, the Bells of the Ball. But they added some pedigree, some Super Bowl champions. They had Ted Karras, of course, who has two Super Bowl rings on his own. They opened it up with Alex Kappa, the uh, guy we talked about a lot yesterday, a Bucks Super Bowl champion. So adding a lot of pedigree. This offensive line is so much improved proved from what it was 24 hours ago and I don't think they're done they might snag a couple offensive linemen in a deep class as well it's all about protecting Joe Burrow and getting back to that Super Bowl so uh I know they didn't get Scherf mm-hmm. and they didn't get arm uh my guy Teron who I love and maybe the Colts grab him today that's what I'm hoping but it's what the moves that needed to make because there's a bigger picture here we're talking about making the right moves that extension for Burrow is going to come. Mm. They're going to have to figure something out with Jesse Bates, who's 25. They've tagged him. Well, I want a long-term deal. So getting these guys that are maybe lesser price tag but can improve the offensive line was the way to go. We are on a four-hour show. We're covered on every angle here, and there's still so much talent on the defensive side of the ball out there on the market. So give us the latest on some big names you're looking at. Okay, the top of the pass rusher market really hasn't moved a whole lot yet. Take a look at the list of names that are still available as we head into day two now of the negotiating window. It really starts out with Chandler Jones. He's going to eventually get paid. It's going to be well upwards of $15 million per year. But what Jones and his agents have communicated to teams is that they want the right offer 
in the right spot. And if they don't get it, they're willing to wait. So then you end up with guys like Von Miller, who is still available. He's expressed interest in potentially going back to Denver. That seems like an unlikely reunion, but certainly can't rule out anything until Vaughn eventually signs. Remember, you've also got Jadevian Clowney, Jason Pierre-Paul, who are unrestricted free agents. You got guys like Zadarius Smith, who became available yesterday when he got released by the Packers. And you also have Daniil Hunter in Minnesota, who's got a big roster bonus due this weekend. Teams are preparing as if eventually Hunter could become available. Meanwhile, the top of the safety market has begun to move, though Tyron Matthew, the Chiefs veteran safety, has not yet signed. It does appear that he will not be back in Kansas City. The Chiefs signed his replacement last night, agreed into terms with Justin Reed, the former Texan safety, on a three-year $31.5 million deal with $20 million guaranteed. Once again, the Chiefs tweaking that defense. They also kept one of their pass rushers, Frank Clark, in the fold on a restructured deal. Okay. Thank you so much, Tom Pellicer. We'll be tacoing about that all day. It's Taco Tuesday here. Yeah. So, Tom, so we've got some things to get off our chest. And I'm going to say, I want to talk about Trubisky, but I will save that, Peter, and cede my time to you, my friend. Yeah, Here I want to talk about a quarterback also, one that's not a free agent, but I feel like should be getting a lot of interest. And as I'm watching Teddy Bridgewater sign deals and I'm watching uh, Colt McCoy sign a new mm-hmm. deal and we're going to start going to – why isn't Gardner Minshew being mentioned on our show? Gardner Minshew did it again this year. He came in for the Eagles and he was good again. Gardner Minshew continues to just perform when thrown into a line, and yet he's buried on a bench still. He's Jalen Hurts' backup, and that is clear. He will not be starting for the Eagles. If I am an NFL team, I am wondering, why is Gardner Minshew not a target? Let's look at the numbers right now. Gardner Minshew in his three seasons in the NFL. I don't know. That looks pretty good to me. Looks pretty good to me. On some terrible Jaguars teams, was able to throw the ball around and, you know, eventually replace Nick Foles, who was Super Bowl champion. So he's sitting there on the Eagles bench. Everyone's talking about the Eagles might be interested in Watson, and that's great. Yeah. I, if I'm a team like the Seahawks, mm. if I'm a team like the Colts, if I'm a team that is looking, maybe the Texans, why are you not calling up and offering, I don't know, second, maybe a third round uh-huh. pick for Gardner Minshew, maybe a couple picks for Gardner Minshew? I don't know. It's early on Wednesday and I'm putting out Minshew's name. And I, I don't think there are phone lines buzzing up. But as we look at all these quarterbacks, there's still this guy that mm-hmm. does it year in, year out when thrown into duty. And maybe it's because he was a sixth round pick. Maybe it's because he's got crazy hair. Yeah, maybe do you think it, any of that nonsense? I like, no, maybe that's not for that everybody. turns people off. I, I don't, does it? Shouldn't it turn you? Isn't it kind of fun to have Gardner? For some, for some, for some. Yeah. So I'm just putting it out here on a Wednesday morning or Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. Gardner Minshew. Someone go out and get Gardner Minshew. Absolutely. Minshew Mania, 7.30 a.m. Eagles fans, they, they were all in on that when Jalen Hurts went down and, and he filled in. Remember he hugged his dad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What I a love moment you, by the buses. <laughs> that was an aggressive hug. It was hug. a roar! Oh, yeah, Mr. Minshew. I love you, Dad. You're saying you have, to have the, you have to be able to stomach that? What are you saying? <laughs> Not for everybody. Yeah, it's sort of one of these. Oh, the hug or the... Oh. <laughs> no, no, the Minshew. Well, I remember it used to get said probably unfairly about Rex and Rob Ryan. Yeah. They're not for every organization. And maybe some teams look at, uh, enough with the hair and the jeans. We just want a guy in the film room. And I'm sure he is in the film room. But I know he's for this organization right here. Yeah, let's keep the talk with the quarterbacks going. And, and I'm going to talk about Baker Mayfield and Cleveland right now. You know, Baker Mayfield is having a rough offseason. And, and, and when you look back at last season, <laughs> he, he was banged up, bruised up. He tore a labrum in his shoulder. The thing was frayed. Then he had a broken humerus bone. 
He hurt his knee, he hurt his ankle. I mean, every week, the list of injuries, it was like Ben Roethlisberger in Cleveland. It was like, you know, 15 injuries on the injury report. This guy was just held together by glue and ice bags. Mm -hmm. And here we are now, and all of a sudden, it's almost like Browns fans are done with Baker. Like, people want Deshaun Watson now. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what's going on in Cleveland, but let's be honest. Baker's the best quarterback the Browns have had in the last 30 years. Yeah. A year ago, they, they went 11-5. and five. They, they won a playoff game. They're, they're the first playoff game since 2002. And they were one wild play away from making it to the AFC Championship game. And, and yet, here we are a year later, and people are just ready to throw Baker out with the mm -hmm. trash. And, and, and they're, they're ready to delete everything that Baker stands for. This is the number one overall pick. So I, I think Baker is not getting the respect that he deserves. And maybe it's because he's a little bit brash. Maybe because he doesn't, he doesn't pull any punches. He, he says it like it is. Um, not everybody likes that, but Baker's a good player. And I think for the Browns right now, it's a bad look for, for them right now to be interviewing Deshaun Watson hmm. when Baker Mayfield is still in rehab right now. He's got stitches all over his body from everything that he played through for you guys right now. And, and I just I, I don't like that for Baker. I don't like that for Browns fans right now. Browns fans, look, look you guys have been through misery at the quarterback position. I don't understand why more people aren't sticking up for him. Mm. He's a talented player. Take a look at what was going on with the receivers last year. Mm -hmm. right? OBJ clearly didn't want to be in Cleveland. Jarvis Landry played on one leg. Both those guys gone. They finally had to make a move for Amari Cooper. But I think that, that Baker deserves a little bit more than we're giving him right now. It's really good, Sean. And, and I, nobody wants to hear this. I think he was a shell of himself physically down the stretch. I really do. No I, think was really, I think he and Jimmy Garoppolo were barely able to get out there. And I think we have to remember that. And I'm a, I'm a big Baker fan, and that was really well said. Um, in my uh, talk about it, I'm not here to emoji shame anybody. Like, I, I, I use emojis sparingly myself. I'll do the thumbs up. They okay. But I, the one of them that's driving me crazy, especially this time of year, that I do not like, I am so over the eyeballs emoji. I don't like it. It bothers me um, for a lot of reasons. One, I never know what anybody's talking about. Sometimes you'll retweet something and do the emoji like, look at this. I get it. It's these standalones where someone will just tweet the eyeballs right. and it bothers me. It's cryptic. It's confusing. It reminds me of back in the Facebook day. I used to date this girl who at the end of the day would just post just a frowny face and never me. what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> and it's like, ooh, what are you talking about? What are you looking at? I don't like it at all. Um, and also the eyes creep me out. I don't know what kind of like like bath salt zombie we're looking at there, but it's these wide open eyes. It makes me uncomfortable. I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. Um, the, the eyeballs emoji sometimes used to indicate pervy eyes as an approval of an attractive photo or shifty eyes to convey doing something deceitful. So I hear pervy and shifty and I don't like it. And I see this thing everywhere right now. Let me just show you what I mean. Here's a bunch of people just tweeting the eyeballs. All right, Tyreek Hill, I think he's talking about Christian Kirk, but you kind of have to guess. You don't really know. Those are eyeballs? Yes, sure, right? allegedly. Okay. James Jones, go on to the next one. Come on, let's go, quickly, let's pick up the pace. Just eyeballs with money with a stock market chart. I think it's about Christian Kirk At, at least well. that one has money on it. Maybe Derwin James. I think it's about the, I that see it on the timeline. That's right. right before. Brian Facebook Westbrook, started. what's he tweeting about? I, I don't know, I, I don't know. I have the research, I'm looking up, they couldn't tell. Taylor Brashotti, I love you. I think it was about Trubisky. I don't know. And look at this buffoon. He's strange. Just eyeballs. And then watch. Watch Peter. Watch. He follows up. And then and Peter tweets. Come on, bring it up. Bring it up. Peter tweets. 
And okay, I bought some LTP and removed that. So I just that look at it. Last week when I knew Wentz was going down. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And then I just got it. And then I saw And I just look at it, That's and you turn on your timeline, and it's just here. It's just here the whole time, and you can see cornea and all sorts of weird eyeball stuff. And I probably should use Visine before this, but Peter, you are part of the problem. It bothers me every single. Eyeball mop. Why did you do that? What were you talking about? Didn't delete it. Just said. Oh, so the, the two quarterback moves were made, Rodgers and Russell Wilson. And then I knew Carson was happening, so I put the eyeballs up. It happened, then I took the eyeballs down. Now, why wouldn't you say, I'm hearing some big... <laughs> that didn't want, it wasn't 100% yet. I just wanted to show I knew something. <laughs> That's what it is. I just want to show I just know something. And you know what's going to happen? Someone's going to... They're going to tweet this segment, and someone's yeah. going to retweet it with eyeballs, and they're going to be so funny. I saw down, yesterday somebody retweeted. What does remove yeah, the eyeballs yeah, mean? I'm asking you, did what you delete the eyeballs? You're I didn't delete them. What does that mean you removed them? You can't remove the eyeballs are open. Then yeah. the thing happens. Eyeballs closed. Did you pin the open? <laughs> closed. What do you mean he removed? I'm so confused. I'm, I, How do I'm you 100% with you. I don't know what, what Peter's talking, talking about. My eyeballs remove? were open because something's going to happen. It happened. My eyeballs were closed. But what does what remove does that them mean? What do you mean? <laughs> See, this is just topics on topics of why so, I hate the eyeballs. At least Peter has a good reason. Like, why well, was Brian a, Westbrook that doing the eyeballs? That is a beautiful, honest reason. I think other people do it because they don't know what to write. It's like I want to be in the nope. mix, but yeah. I don't. Peter was really trying to be cool and cute and funny. What no, you should have said was, I was "I'm someone. hearing some cool stuff about quarterbacks that are about to happen." <laughs> you don't have to say the name. Like somebody else is reacting. Like Derwin James is just, or whoever it is, is reacting to news that's come out on Twitter and is trending. Probably. Why doesn't still. he have a take then? What time I've seen this from my guy. What time of day was that at? Because he might have been delirious. Well, they should have takes. It was late at night. Taylor Vashadi, I don't know what Taylor's talking about. I think I think it was about Trubisky. Here's a funny thing. I had our producer look into. I said. I said, what are all these people talking about? Can you find it? And they found it for most of them. And then they go, for Peter, we have no idea. <laughs> we couldn't, no answer from know. the production staff. We don't know, Peter. No one knew. Kyle, I did see somebody week. yesterday. They retweeted an eyeball with an eyeball. See? Like That's what it is. Back and find it. Now it's eyeballs everywhere. And by the way, you look like Wilson from Home Improvement when they just sure. did a shot right there. It worked yes, for I him. Do. It did, I and it wasn't creepy at all. Guess what? Those eyeballs got like 8,000 retweets. <laughs> oh! There it is. Peter, people Wilson. love the eyeballs. Tiny old neighbor. Wow. That's a bad look for me. I mean, look at all those veins. Rap sheet text. Can we get some Visine? What are the eyeballs? Oh, oh my God. God. So there's an eyeball kind of mafia that you guys are doing. I didn't know this. I'm not I in the club. I don't, I don't do it. I, maybe it's I a thirst start. trap for info. It is? That's what it is. You put it out there. Everyone's like, you know something? Oh, my we'll gosh. Some, I just I just feed it. Eyeball. Let's see what happens. Did you um, tweet the eyeballs? I did. I'm just like by itself, a la carte. Okay, you're going to get five retweets. It's the easiest thing to get followers. I don't eyeballs. know this was a, this was a That's how you want to conduct your platform, Peter? That's how I want to do business as a journalist. Reel them in. The Steelers got themselves a quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, in Pittsburgh in 2022. Welcome to Good Morning Is Football. That Mitch? Yeah. That's him. Apparently. Uh, at GMFB, we are live in New York, Tuesday, March 15th. My name is Kay Adams. Thank you for joining us. Kyle Grant, Peter Schraker, Super Bowl champion, Sean O'Hara. Lots to get to, so let's get right to it. Lots of free agents still left on the board. Teams are wheeling and dealing. We've got Deshaun Watson, of course, to keep our tabs and eyes on, but Ian's going to join us right now with the latest on the quarterback market. And we'll start there with Deshaun Watson and a new home for Mitchell Trubisky. What can you tell us? 
Well, yesterday was a busy and important day for Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, still Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, as he's been over the course of the last year, despite not playing any football for them, despite demanding a trade and vowing not to play for the Texans again. But that situation is finally, finally coming to a close. Sources say that Watson yesterday met with the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. That was a face-to-face meeting, uh, and he is not done. The Cleveland Browns who have been doing due diligence on the Deshaun Watson situation for the last several days are expected to have a meeting with him as well. That should be today. It may not be done there, but that is what we know right now. And at the end of all this, Deshaun Watson, of course, has a no-trade clause, so he will have say on where he ends up going. The offers are believed to be a three-first-round pick offer and more. Meanwhile, one of the more intriguing signings yesterday... Mitch Trubisky, the former Chicago Bears starter and most recently Buffalo Bills backup, he signs or is going to sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers, according to colleague Mike Garofolo, gets a two-year deal worth about $14 million, but he can make $27 million in incentives overall. That means the Steelers left a window there for if he becomes the starting quarterback, he could really cash in. Obviously, a significant opportunity for Mitchell Trubisky to land with an offensive coordinator in Matt Canada who can really take advantage of his athleticism. Of course, in that price tag, I mean, he'll be making, I don't know, two years, $14 million. His cap hit's going to be smaller than that for Daniel Jones with the Giants, for Nick Foles, Case Keenum, and most guys that are on their rookie deals, like Trey Lance even, and Zach Wilson, leaving the Steelers a lot of room to shore up revamp that secondary that needs work in that offensive line. I love this move. I have long, Ian, been rooting for a second chapter Ryan Tannehill-esque era for Mitchell Trubisky, and I think he has that in Pittsburgh. So we have an idea. Thank you, Ian. We'll talk to you throughout the day here. Uh, This is life after Ben Roethlisberger, what it looks like when they lose their two-time Super Bowl champion, and they're trying to be contenders in the AFC. Can they be, guys, with Mitchell Trubisky under center, Peter? It's it's this great second chapter, and you could say third chapter because you said the year in Buffalo, but like you start doing revisionist history on Chicago and you see how the things ended with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace in that final year with Justin Fields at quarterback and the whole Andy Dalton thing, and you wonder, did Chicago do Mitch wrong? And actually, this guy went to two playoff appearances with the Bears and didn't really have a ton of offensive weapons, and maybe it was just his situation and now he needs to land in the right spot for him to fully succeed and do his thing, and then if so, it's a bargain. But then you're like, wait a second, does Trubisky have it? Like, does he even have it? And I can think, he play? can he play yeah, football? Like, it's question. all about, like, promise and what he could have been. I, I, I don't know. And I think that's the big swing here for the Steelers, because the truth of the matter is, Trubisky is going to a place where he's going to have to make plays in a big game to win against really good teams in the AFC. So when I see AFC contender, I have to see what the offense looks like with Matt Canada because to Ian's point, point. Matt Canada has always been a guy that uses the jet sweeps, uses the quarterbacks in motion. And last year with Roethlisberger, sorry, a 38-year-old Ben Roethlisberger wasn't that guy. Mitchell Trubisky does have some wheels. Coming out of UNC was viewed just as athletic as some of the other young athletic quarterbacks in the league. And you'd like to think that now, after a year watching Josh Allen and learning from Brian Dable, he's only going to be better and looking for something more to prove. Um, There are a lot of people out there who are are knocking this move. I'm not going to do that just yet. But I'm also not going to be in that group that's praising this move to no end, saying, see, see, the Bears were wrong, and the Steelers are a good organization, and and they want Trubisky, and the Bears, gosh, that was so dumb of them to, to move on from him because he really could have been something. Well, 
he had five years, four years with the Bears, and they didn't look great, and he didn't really emerge as one of those guys. So I'm going to say no, they are not contenders in the same way that the Bills and the Chiefs and the Bengals and other teams are right now just because of the addition of Mr. Trubisky. I will say it's an upgrade from what we got from Roethlisberger in year 18 last season. Mm. I, I, I think we're all happy for Mitch. For a Steeler fan, I think it's underwhelming. It's a little bit. It's This this was the answer, Mitch Trubisky? Okay, I, I guess. But I also think, Peter, the only possible answer you could have to how good are they going to be is I don't know. I don't know. Because it's such an enigma in Chicago and then the year off. But I choose to be more, pos- more uh, positive about this because I think he hit it right there. And maybe this sounds blasphemous, but they immediately are better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Roethlisberger was not just... Uh, struggling. He was a liability. He really was. They have a much younger, much stronger arm, much more athletic runner than they did not only last year, I think two years ago too. So take TJ Watt, take all of them, and now take a better, more capable quarterback. And yes, I will say that. I think Trubisky right now is better than Roethlisberger was last year. And then you take the whole thing, whenever, no matter what happened in Chicago, and you put him in Buffalo, and you put him for a year next to the best young talent quarterback in the league, under Brian Dayball for a year. You learn, you sit up, you shut up. And I would always come back to what all of his teammates and all of his coaches would say to him in Chicago is that God Mitch is a great guy and he's a great citizen and all he does is encourage his teammates and go to the film room and work and work and work and he's everything you could ever want. It just Until it comes to the football, it's just not that great. And that's why he's not there. And if you want to look at the Justin Fields Bears last year and how absolutely pathetic they were on offense and say, wow, maybe Mitch wasn't the problem. That's where the I don't know comes in. Happy for Mitch. I think the money of it is great for the Steelers. But he also is the Jay Fiedler now. And he goes from being the guy who was drafted before Mahomes and Watson to the guy who replaces Ben Roethlisberger at Heinz Field. And it's a lot of pressure, just like the other one was. So I don't know what to expect from this. Contender, when I look at Mahomes and Allen, no. But Pittsburgh's always in the playoffs. Always. And if he sits there and runs around and makes some plays, they could do it again. Yeah, Kyle, they made the playoffs last year. They did. So, look, if I'm going to sit here and say, are the Steelers a contender? I'll say, yeah, they, they are contenders. And and when I say that, I'm talking about their defense. That's what makes them contenders, sure. not Mitch Trubisky. Now, with, with all due respect to Mitch Trubisky, I, I, I look at him as I think he's still a developing quarterback. You know, to your point about when he was in Chicago, I still feel like at this point in his career, there's still so many things we don't know about Mitch Trubisky. And we're showing all these great highlights about Mitch. You know what every highlight has in common? He's outside the pocket. Running around. Like, yeah. not one of those highlights is from him inside the pocket. The one question I have with Mr. Bisky is, can he win games from within the pocket? Mm-hmm. And as much as we talked about Ben Roethlisberger last year, it was his swan song, and, look, he didn't play great. Look, the Steelers' offense wasn't good up front. Like, they didn't run the football. As, as good as Najee Harris was, they really struggled to run the football all year long. So Matt Canada, he, he claims to be a run-first offensive coordinator, and he loves all these gadgets and pre-snap motions and jet sweeps. The run game was broken last year. Mm-hmm. So until they fix that, I don't care who the quarterback mm-hmm. is. Here's my one beef with what's going on right now with Mitch Trubisky. And they sign him. It's an insurance policy, which is great. We talked about this last week. What do the Steelers need to do? Sign somebody on the cheap, and then they're going to draft somebody. Mm-hmm. So for Steelers fans, look, the Steelers aren't signing Mr. Trubisky to be your savior. All right? They're not going to ask him to throw the ball 40 times in a game. We've seen that, Mr. Trubisky. Mr. Trubisky has thrown the ball 40 times in a game 10 times. He's won one of them. Mm-hmm. So that's not his forte. Mm-hmm. That's not where he excels. Wow. So if, if you're signing Mr. Trubisky, you're going to tell me that you're, you're going to run the football. You're not going to ask him to throw the ball over 40 times. That's, okay. It doesn't work out very well. So that, that's my only hang-up. Well, can he change? Can it work out when Big Ben, you know. People can change, sure. You've seen Rocky Four. Anybody can change. That's true. But Mitch, the, the one big thing with him was, look, he's, he's really athletic. When you move the pocket with him, he take, he, he's, he's good on the run. 
But my images of him with Matt Nagy in Chicago were, oh my gosh, he missed that wide open guy. Oh my gosh, that could have been such a big play. Like, he, he too erratic, just not accurate enough. And, and that's really what it comes down to. If you're going to throw the ball 600 times in a season like Ben did last year, you better be accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smart Steelers fans should be so excited. The cap space, which I mentioned, you're asking for a stabilizing force. The last time we saw Mitchell Trubisky as a starter, he was 26 years old. He was not a finished product, and we have never seen him get to sit back, look, learn, and develop. You guys both mentioned Dable. We've heard incredible things out of Sean McDermott, uh, out of everybody up there. 26 years old. I think it's, why are we writing what he is, what he's going to be? And what are we asking him to be? Does he have to be anything? That's the crazy thing is to make big throws, of course, to contend. They'll be 9-8 and eight at least. That's their, that's their floor. That's what Mike Tomlin always is. You're asking for a stabilizing force, and anybody who is saying this is a horrible decision is not savvy and smart football-wise. It's just what it is. What are you asking? You're saying you're the defensive player of the year. You had a great running back when he was in Chicago. You have the same thing. What are we asking him to be? It's a perfect situation for Mitchell Trubisky to walk in there and do what he uh, needs to do. And I think that so much of this, Shrags, is not about how he played in Chicago, what it looked like. It is what I term the draft shaft. It is where he was taken in the draft. And that has nothing to do... Mitchell Trubisky could not control where he was taken how he was taken people love taking shots at him because he was taken ahead of Patrick Mahomes and ahead of Deshaun Watson and those guys were better they're better who cares that does not mean that he cannot contend or be awesome and by the way if you're a smart Steelers fan you know they're going to get to shore up that offensive line and fix it and they're going to get to lock up Minka Fitzpatrick because of this cheap deal and what was your better option and maybe you do look in the draft and still take a guy yeah they still have a first round pick where they can get Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Um, well, that's what happened to Mitch. He was the first-round pick when they had Mike Glennon. And they had Mike Glennon, you're mm-hmm. right, and he upended him. But, I, you know, going back to what you're saying as far as, um, you know, the, with Trubisky, and it's like, I think he, I think all that stuff about the draft, like, yeah. when you become a backup in the league, like, that's humbling. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, like, reset everything as far as expectations. Now he has finally a second opportunity to be like, I'm just a quarterback. I'm not that guy who sat and was drafted before Mahomes and Watson. And the expectations shouldn't be that because he was a backup last year. Mm-hmm. That is so humbling. At 25, being mm-hmm. a number two overall pick. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mariota's a similar comparison where Mariota was the number, number two, two overall pick. pick. Hasn't had that opportunity to really be the number one again. And I, I think maybe he signs and gets that opportunity somewhere. But, like, what a cool opportunity for Mr. Trubisky. Mm-hmm. To go to the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. and be the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. one of the most you know, treasured franchises in NFL history, I, I think the world is his oyster, and he should make the most of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone should be hung up on where he was drafted. This is a guy who came from being number two pick to being the number 38th quarterback in the league. Now he could be a top 15 guy. But again. it is a thing, right? The, like the, the thing about can, where he was drafted, that's something that follows. Oh, I think the it was, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, and I, I think I, he's a chance to rewrite that narrative that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm a part of the draft shaft. I was undrafted, so for, this draft is way overrated. Um, listen, there's another component here, Shregs, uh, about Mitch. And I think, look, we, we talk so much about quarterbacks or focus so much on quarterbacks, but the personality of quarterbacks and the quarterback room, we always talk about, man, what's that room going to be like if you bring all these people in they're mm-hmm. competing? Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky, I mean, rave reviews coming out of everybody in Buffalo. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, Joe Shane, Brian Dable. 
They love this kid. And Josh Allen. Mitch Trubisky, not one time did he ever talk about, man, this was, oh, this coach did this in Chicago, Mm. or, oh, man, this was awful. Like, not one time did he ever blame anything or do anything about the past. They said he was such a positive force there. They they loved Mitch Trubisky in Buffalo. They wanted to keep him there. Yeah. Um, But that's such a big component to playing quarterback, not just for your huddle and for the team, but, like, when you go in the quarterback room and it's like, all right, hey, Mason, nice to meet you. Hey, Dwayne Haskins, you're here. All right, we draft a kid. Look, you draft a kid. You need quarterbacks that are going to help the kid. Jimmy Garoppolo going to roll to his left. Throws. Caught by Brandon Ayuk got the 10. Five diving for the end zone. Touchdown! Going to run Trey Lance off the left side. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Trey Lance. another game of would you rather live television here free agency frenzy is kicking off at 11 we are here until then with lots of things shaking and of course getting you set for your day now Trey Lance as you just saw he is poised to be the Niners starter in 2022 which means the Niners need to find a suitable trade partner for Jimmy Garoppolo I just brought up the Colts as one of them but how about uh, we put Jimmy G up against Jameis Winston who would you rather trade for Ooh, Peter this is a uh... So I'm writing this all down now on my my fab because Tampa Bay might have had a quarterback position open. It's been filled. Miami might have had a quarterback position. It's been filled. Teddy Bridgewater just signed. Pittsburgh, filled by Trubitsky. Denver, the carousel is getting back. So now you mentioned Indy. That could be a possible trade partner or signing of Jameis Winston. New Orleans, I think that's a place for both those guys. And then Seattle, which I don't think San Francisco would ever trade with Seattle. So if you're the Niners, like the choices are now becoming a little bit more narrow and narrow and narrow. I think Indy and New Orleans would make sense. To me, I would rather Jimmy Garoppolo than, than Jameis Winston. I feel like it gives you a better chance to win right now. Jimmy, obviously, is coming off the shoulder. Would miss all of training camp, or at least, we, I'm sorry about that. Would miss all of spring camp. Would be ready for training camp. But I think you pick up the ball right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been there. He's done that. He's won huge games. The locker room turns to him and says, lead us. You go with Jameis, it's kind of one of these deals like, we're going to follow you, but we don't really know what we're following still, even after all these years in the league and two more years with New Orleans. So I would say Jimmy G over Jameis if I'm picking between the two, and neither are ideal if you're trying to go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, give me the number one overall pick right here, and I don't have to give anything for him. Like, I, I got to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, so now I got to give something up for a guy who I know one thing. You could say this without a doubt with Jimmy G. He's going to get hurt. He's going to miss time. Look, Jameis Winston is coming off an ACL injury, absolutely, but that's really his first biggest injury. The one knock on Jimmy Garoppolo has never been his talent, and it's never been his ability. It's been about his availability. And no matter what it is, it's a finger, it's a knee, it's a shoulder, something's going to come up with Jimmy G. So that's why I'm leaning towards Jameis Winston. I I think this, too. Jameis having a year in New Orleans – to spend time with Sean Payton, with Drew Brees, and kind of just learn about the patience aspect of it, not forcing things. I I thought we saw a totally different Jameis Winston in the seven games that he played for the Saints last year. 14 touchdowns, only three interceptions. That was always the knock. Can he take care of the football? Uh, I think Jameis kind of reinvented himself. So I I would love to sign Jameis Winston right now. Give him a prove-it deal. Show show everybody that you're back from the ACL, that you could take care of the football. I think Jameis has a better arm. I think Jimmy G probably has a quicker release. 
But I, I think when you look at, at, at Jimmy G, the one thing that really I struggle with with him is he won a playoff game against Green Bay Packers last year. You yeah. know how many yards he threw for? Doesn't matter. And they won. 150 yards. He won. And, he, and yet he gets the credit for the What did Rodgers do that day? Well, he threw for more yards than that. But like, I, I, I feel like he's missing a little something when the game's on the line. He's not as clutch as I would like him to be. That's fair. <laughs> it is fair. It's fair. And I, I think Jameis is the most entertaining quarterback, maybe player in the NFL, but I, I just can't get there. The, the, the joke right now for the Colts, and it is a joke, is that there's a different starting quarterback every single year. And I've seen it lined up online with their five faces in a row. When you found out the news about Wentz, Darius Leonard came out and tweeted. He's like, another starting quarterback? you got to stop that. You have to. You can't win. And so the answer for stability cannot be Jameis Winston. It can't be. Like He has a lot of talents and a lot of things, but stability is not one of them. And the Jimmy injury thing, I, you know, Carson Wentz was always injured too. And then, sure enough, last year, 17 games, when financially it would have helped him if he actually did have a little bit of a high ankle sprain. Um, I, would go with, I would go with Jimmy. I don't love either of these options, but you know what? The quarterback for the Colts is Jonathan Taylor. That's He's exactly. the guy. And Jimmy Garoppolo is really good at standing here and handoff left, handoff right. Come on, defense, let's go all the way to the title game or the Super Bowl. With Jameis, like... You don't want him to mess this up. We have a thing where we run and we play deep. Don't throw the crazy picks. Please don't. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is just is a safer one. It's not as it's not as aggressive as Jameis, because maybe you cashed into that number one overall pick talent. Yeah. But if I'm Indianapolis, I don't see much I'm terribly scared about around the division. I really like our line. I like our defense. And just don't mess this thing up. Be, you know, be the pilot of it. Don't be holding on to the wing. I would go Garoppolo. But, man, the Colts are strange right now. That said, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> just really think about like, the playoffs last year and just some of those. If you had a heart monitor to you on some of those throws by Jimmy. Oh, my God. <sighs> Cowboys game. He threw, oh, a couple Remember balls. that? I was like, yep. every three seconds. So we talk about stability and, like, uh, that's it's it's a terrifying proposition. I asked you, Shrakes, is the, are we, we all waiting for the Deshaun Watson domino to fall? Because <gasps> kind of, I imagine you want to wait to see – what he like once that happens, what it looks like? I think so. I think a lot of people expected the Niners to do their move last year, last week, so they can get the salary cap money <clears throat> free from the mm-hmm. Jimmy deal. But their deal was like, there's going to be seats open at the carousel. We're not going to give Jimmy away for 80 cents on the dollar, and we want someone to help pay for that salary. So we'll see how it works out. But I think Watson before Garoppolo, but that, mm-hmm. either or. Yeah, the Steelers certainly didn't wait. They went ahead and did no. a deal with Mitchell Trubisky. It's two years. That's what it's expected to be. He'll be a Steeler. Uh, uh, and of course, there's still the draft. So let's not get it twisted here. The Steelers absolutely could look to the draft for a young quarterback, maybe create some competition. Uh, but I ask you guys, put it to you this way. If you're a Steelers fan, would you rather use your first round pick on a quarterback to compete with Mitch or put your faith in Trubisky and use the draft to build the rest of your mm-hmm. roster, mm-hmm. Peter? Looking at the Steelers, their draft picks, they've got a first round, a second round, a third round, but they don't have a fourth or a fifth round. It gets really hairy because they have so much other things they need to address, and they just did spend the money on Trubisky, but they didn't spend huge money mm-hmm. on Trubisky. I think if the right quarterback falls to them in the 20s where they're at, then yes, you can take, you know, whether that be Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, but I would hate to think they're quarterback or bust on this one. They'll leave an open door. So I would say, no, I would, I would plan on looking at this draft, which is one of the deepest we've ever seen uh, on defensive line and on edge mm-hmm. and on offensive line. And I would look to that if I'm the Steelers as opposed to going quarterback, which they just addressed for a bargain price with, with Trubisky as it was. I think they're set up in a great spot right now because they don't have to force anything. They have the 20th pick in, in this first round. So, look, if a quarterback happens to fall into their lap, absolutely jump on it because, you know what, last time you had a first-round quarterback, it was Ben Roethlisberger, and he was mm-hmm. there for 16 years. So if, <laughs> If tickets yep. there at 20, you would take them? 
If, if who? Kenny pick, Pickett, who's pick a, a top. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if, if their grade is high enough on to have him as a first-rounder, absolutely, go for it. Because I, I think, number one, the kid went to Pitt, so that, that's, a, that's a home run if Kenny Pickett's still there. But I think the kid doesn't have to come in right away, even as a first-round pick, even as a 20th pick overall. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to come in and start week one. Like, you have Mitch Trubisky for that exact reason and that exact pur- purpose. We saw that happen with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, I would do it with, with even with Kurt Warner and Eli Manning. So you have a veteran guy that can kind of hold the fort down, let the kid kind of figure things out. Look, he knows how to get to work if you draft him. I mean, he lives right down the street probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that would they're in a great situation right now to just kind of sit and wait how the draft folds out. I think you try to roll with Mitch. I think it's right. This is not a good draft year for the quarterbacks. We all know it. We, mm-hmm. we, we like these guys and we respect them, but it's hardly full of these great quarterbacks. Maybe if it landed this this way, a d- different way, maybe you do. But if you were also to say, all right, who's going to replace Roethlisberger after all these years? And you say, a very young, very athletic, very cheap quarterback who's been a division champion, has been to two playoff games. I think we would take that. Um, much more. And what are the odds either of these quarterbacks in the draft are going to be as good as Mitch Trubisky? A coin flip at best? We don't know. This guy seemed fine, but they're going to take over the Pittsburgh Steelers and look at all those Super Bowl banners? I'm not seeing it. And if you if Mitch doesn't work, then you draft a quarterback next year when it'll be a better quarterback draft. I think you try a year of Mitch. I think you do. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.